what up what up what up what up what's going on guys i'm here another episode what's going on you know recently um i was uh following the the whole britney um spear scandal i don't know if if you have yeah i've heard of it you've heard of it yeah i've looked into it too yeah uh, interesting to say the least it really is and um it seems like uh social media really um kind of got me hooked on it and it's not your typical social media account it's the um the youtube youtube is still considered social media right yeah yeah so um in today's episode we're going to talk about social media and faith but on a on a side note i wanted to connect with the britney spears scandal and um what she's going through and and uh how she's been depressed and how that can be resonated or how we can resonate with that. And so we'll begin with that because I know I've been I've been like submerged with this whole Britney Spears thing. And my YouTube account, like the algorithm, insane. Um how much how much have you watched? Or not enough? I know a decent bit about it. So Yeah. Yeah. Um it's definitely an interesting topic. It's also interesting in how social media almost twists kind of what's going on, if that makes sense. And I right. feel like we can get into that when you get into like the depths of why she's in it and what it's for. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense um, than if you're just like free Britney, free Britney, which is what everyone on social media is at the end of the day. It's like a trend. Yeah. It's crazy. You can hop on any type of uh, bandwagon. Um as long as you have hashtag free Britney or hashtag BLM or hashtag anything, you could just you automatically um, assume the the position of of defense or I'm for or you're an activist mm-hmm. by by hashtagging um, any any type of trend. Yeah, absolutely. And the sad part is it means nothing. It really does. Does yeah. does um, for example, right? Whether you're pro or against BLM being irrelevant. Does putting hashtag BLM change anything in this world? No. Mm. Does putting hashtag free Britney help in any way to free Britney? No. Right. Does putting hashtag anything help? No. It does nothing. It just shows that you're another person on the bandwagon mm. um, trying to feel essentially that you're a part of the cause or a part of something. But in reality, you're doing nothing to help. That's the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling. It's like... Um it's like you think you're you really truly believe you're part of the uh, of the movement or you're trying to be part of a movement and I think that's kind of a uh, insecurity it's it's something you're trying to um place yourself in uh so you can feel part of something else and uh, until then you feel like you're not part of anything at all it definitely is but at the end of the day as well social media is designed to be vapid right if you mm. put a well thought out essay on social media about why you should stop doing X or why you should stop doing Z, it goes nowhere. If you do a hashtag that says, you know, F this thing, don't do it, then it gets shared all over the world. Right. The whole design of it is to be vapid and precise and to the point, but never in a way that has any sort of substance. Yeah. And it's not like we're making this episode just to kind of bash on social media. Yeah. There's obviously tons of great um, benefits to social media, and we'll get to them in just a few, but in the meantime, I thought I'd just share these two interesting facts I came across uh, where it says uh, Instagram stories are the rising star of social media. Uh, in just two years, Instagram stories increased from 150 million to 500 million daily active viewers. 
Now, there's people who've gone famous off Instagram. They've gotten, I think if you reach 10,000 followers, you become a verified account. And in doing so, you're able to share certain advertisements. And I only found that out because I was trying to share this podcast, but I don't have 10K followers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you guys want to go ahead and share this podcast, help me get there. Um, then I'll become a verified account. And um, I know, you know, uh, even just coming from a, a boxing uh, perspective, the Paul brothers, Logan Paul and Jake Paul, those guys are YouTube you know, fanatics, those guys wanted to have, have one of the highest, um, I think, uh, YouTube accounts in the world. And one of them got in the ring with Floyd Mayweather making millions. The other one's going to get in the ring with, you know, UFC champion Tyrone Woodley to make millions just off making <laughs> YouTube videos. Yeah, I mean, and it's not just them, too. You've got, like, for example, PewDiePie who made or still makes millions a year just to play video games all day long and make fun of faces so at the crazy. end of the day, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's so insane when you really think about it. It's also, credit to him, not easy to do that. It's not easy to build your following, dedicate your life to the point where you have that many subscribers and followers. Um, and it's only a matter of time when you do that until someone tries to tear you down anyway, but that's a subject for another time. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean... Everybody wants to get verified. Everybody wants to get known on Instagram or so any you know social media account. Um, YouTube became the uh, top number two most viewed website in the world, right in, right behind uh, Google. It lets you know that you know any kind of social media has so much influence, and a lot of a lot of the times we so carelessly go into these um, these social media sites, not knowing how much time we've dedicated to them. So our next fact is an average person has an account on more than nine different social media networks and spends a daily average of two hours and 16 minutes on social media. Now, I don't know how they got that 16 minutes. <laughs> like, I don't know if they're like, mm, that's how many people are spending their time in there, two hours, 16 minutes. Well, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's probably an average. So it's like it averages yeah. out in the same way that, you know, when you do an average of people, you can get 2.5 people, but you can't have half a person now, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, you might be able to, but uh, I don't think they would last very long. No, <laughs> no. But, you know, this first part is really interesting. It says a person has an, app, an account on more than nine different social media networks. That's so true. I remember having an account on uh, MySpace, Mi Gente. Um, what is it? Uh, my my Yearbook. Um, you, just, you just keep on rapidly finding different social media accounts, um, even if it's dating. It's still mm -hmm. considered a social media account because you're still socializing. And so, you know, those who are in eHarmony or Christian Mingle, shout out to Christian Mingle. If if you're in, I don't know, like Plenty of Fish or, or it's still considered a social media account and people are constantly wanting to just sign up. And it's easy now because you could just sign up through Apple. Yeah. Or Google if you're on Android or there's all the other things too. Facebook, even you can log into most things through Facebook now. If you really think about it, mm. you think these two hours and sixteen minutes are like continually? Or no, do you think it's it's, like it's not continuous for most people. It's it's adds up though. You think about it. You know, you check a notification here. You spend a couple minutes on it. You spend a couple minutes there. A couple yeah. minutes that you know the next day. A couple minutes on the toilet. Next thing you know, you're you're, <laughs> ra <laughs> you're racking up two hours and sixteen minutes. It's not hard. You know. You, you know what's. It, 
it's the same as like when you go shopping, right? You're like, oh, this I'll take this five dollar thing, this nine dollar thing, this ten dollar thing. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you got a two hundred dollar bill on your hands. You're like, where'd I go wrong? <laughs> so if you guys are wondering how can i go ahead about avoiding to touch my phone believe it or not you're less likely to grab your phone if you flip the phone downward if you put the screen downward you're actually less likely to actually grab your phone but if you have your screen upward you're more likely to check on your phone yeah it doesn't surprise me i mean the whole you know your screen flashes on and the notification pops mm. is designed to catch your attention um even more so than you know the, the sounds, the sounds are also really good for that. You know, you hear that ping, and next yeah. thing you, know, you want to check it, um, just like we did earlier. Right. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing because I know that that's an area where I I struggle. I I do the exaggeration method. I don't know if you do that as well, but um, if I can't control some internet or some social media, I throw it all away. Mm. I get rid of all of it. I delete every account. I make it known to my accounts. I said, I'm leaving. I just storm out cyberly. I just walk away. My wife is like, what are you doing? Why don't you just like leave without letting anyone know? I'm like, well, I need everyone to know that I'm leaving. So they don't leave me any messages. And I'm not over there wondering, like, do I have a DM? Do I have a notification? But how many times have you gone back right after that? So, okay, so I'm a veteran. All right, I'm a veteran. Um, I've, I've walked away from this at least for like two months, and I'll, I'll, I'll come back. And my curiosity will kick in. I want to see if anyone like. But no one does. No one does. And that makes me happy because they've gotten the point. They've gotten the point. But, yes, I do go back, Tony. Hey, making me feel weak. <laughs> I do Dude, go back. It's, it's a drug at the end of the day. It gives you the same hit that a drug does. Mm. So, I mean, it's not unsurprising that people can't, you know, have trouble stopping it. It, it is an addiction. Yeah. Well, I mean, like all addictions. They didn't all begin as addictions. Very true. You know, you you just invest more and more time in them, and then they turn into addictions, or they turn into something that you never thought they would be. Like, you, you, you do 10, 30 minutes of your phone, and then all of a sudden, you signed up to a certain amount of accounts, and then you allow notification to be turned on. And now you have alerts for your, you know, your your news, and then you have games downloaded on your phone, and so you've you just binded yourself to all these types of avenues that will, you know, evidently cause you to go back to your phone. Now you have more reasons to go back to your phone. Yeah, that can also be minimized. I mean, personally, I've almost like from because I I can't stand it. I really can't. I've almost rewired my brain. I can't stand when I get a notification. Mm. Like, if someone starts blowing up my phone, I'll block you in a second. Oof. Same with the app. Got the blocker. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't. If, if it's not important enough to, you know, send me six texts, don't send me six texts. At the same time, that applies to an app. If you're, you know, sending me pings for useless stuff, I'm going to block your notifications. So right. you probably have every elderly person, like, blocked because they love yes. sending you, like, chains and oh, forwards. Oh, yes. My grandmother's blocked <laughs> for that very reason. <laughs> so let's hop uh, into this social media affects mental health pros and cons. I know you guys have been waiting for this, so let's get into this. Impacts of social media on mental health. The pro increases communication and raising awareness. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Britney Spears raising awareness. Uh, the conservatorship. The, the, the girl has not been able to touch her own money since she was the age of 26, number one. Number two, she has a birth control since then. She can't even 
have babies anymore because of the birth control. Mm-hmm. Number three, I just read this today that she was uh, appeared on X Factor for those who've watched her or are probably, you know, going to watch her on YouTube. The being a judge, you actually get paid fifteen million dollars a season. She was paid two thousand dollars a paycheck because the rest of it went to uh, Jamie Spears, her dad. And so she has no type of, you know, um, control over her money. Now, we are making, we're, we're raising awareness. We're letting everyone know, like, this is not right. Um, this could happen to anyone, right? This could be, happen to a, a man who was probably falsely accused. Raise awareness. This could happen to a lot of the preachers in China who are being persecuted. Raise awareness to them, Right. Yeah, it's good for that, um, definitely, and increasing communication, obviously. You know, uh, on the same note of raising awareness, that is an increase of communication. Um, at the same time, it allows you to connect with people that, you know, maybe aren't within the, the sphere that you should be talking to them constantly, but allows you to keep up to date, you know, send inspiration, like, hey, man, congratulations on this thing you posted, things right. like that, right? Right. Um, mind you, you shouldn't use that all the time. Like, don't gas up someone that says I'm ugly and post a picture of themselves. We've been over that in the last time we <laughs> went over this, but yeah. um, it's really unhealthy. Um, but even then, you know, if someone's like, I just got this phenomenal new job or this great certification, it's like, dude, congratulations, man, and make them feel good because yeah. it's a good accomplishment, right? Yeah. And, and that's one way that it's like, it is a good thing to do. Um, now, if that person's always fishing for it, there's a problem in that. And again, it goes back to with all things, you got to have moderation. Yeah. Yeah. This whole like fishing for compliments that stuff. I dropped that junk like a potato back in high school. I just I don't know something about it just didn't didn't like feel right. Mm. Uh, the con is promotion of fake news. So I really like this one. So the thing right and with this and I want to tie this into the Britney Spears. There's also a lot of fake news or not really in-depth analysis of the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is she unable to, to um, get control of her money? Yes. Is she unable to make major life decisions? Yes. Is, you know, she unable to do X, Y, and Z? Yes. Now, there's a reason for that, right? So, in uh, and I, I really looked in depth into this. In California law, to have a conservatorship, one, it has to be renewed by a judge every year. So, there's a team, there's a legal team both on both sides, both Britney Spears' size, which mm-hmm. in this case, because uh, is usually a public defender. And then on the, the the judge also has to oversee it, um, along with the lawyers for um, the conservatorship. All of those have to review it every single year for a conservatorship in California. Um, it has to be then determined, it, does this conservatorship need to continue? Mm-hmm. Let's be real here. If, if the... The judges and the lawyers have determined, and this is obviously an independent judge, you know, a state-appointed judge, year after year has determined that she needs to continue on this conservatorship. There's something there we probably don't know about. We're not the jury. We're not the judge. We don't know the full picture, right? Now, maybe there's some sort of skew. Maybe there's some sort of nonsense. Maybe they're giving incorrect information to the judge, sure. But we're never going to know that. Right. Um, And on top of that as well, she doesn't have control over her finances or any life decision because of that conservatorship. So the whole point of the conservatorship is to prevent someone that's um, in an unsuitable mental state to make big life choices or major life choices and decisions from making those of their own volition. So imagine someone that just had a mental breakdown, you know, tried to kill themselves or this or that, right? And they mm-hmm. need to go decide how am I going to spend their money? 
right, on big purchases. You're not going to allow them to buy a gun. You're not going to allow them to um, buy a copious amount of drugs or anything like that because that's going to be detrimental to their health. That's mm-hmm. the point of the conservatorship, right? It's meant to someone that is in the, a lawful, uh, proper state of mind, right? The state of mind that, legally speaking, you can sign a contract. Right, right, right. Um, is, takes over those life decisions. We cannot say from what we know necessarily mm-hmm. that Britney Spears is ready to make those decisions. We can't say that she's not. We don't have yeah. the facts at hand. Yeah, like I've heard Ben Shapiro talk about it earlier today. I don't know if you checked out that video. He kind of like weighed in on some opinions on it. He said that um, we got to be careful of of allowing someone to make decisions just because they're able to perform. Mm-hmm. Like just because someone can go on stage and perform and someone can, can sing and, and someone can say, you know, have a, a few good interviews. That doesn't mean that they, they know what it's like to be in fully control of themselves mm. at all times. Absolutely. I mean, you need only look at, you know, all the rappers, all the the uh, the R. Athletes. Kelly's. Exactly. <laughs> right. But not just, you know. Well, I'm not putting I'm things. not I don't want to put R. Kelly and Britney in the same in the same place. <laughs> yeah, but. absolutely. But we're talking about the fact that just because you're a performer or someone popular doesn't necessarily make you a good person or make you control your mental faculties. True. Right. You know, some people still knew, feel the need to pee on people. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go with the next one. Uh, but, but going back to it, like you still have, you know, even those athletes that are in a good mental state that make poor financial decisions and go bankrupt when they're making millions of dollars a day. True. Now, imagine that same person not in the good mental state making decisions. It's not necessarily the best for them at the end of the day. That's the whole point of it. The whole point of the conservatorship is it's not good to have this person in control of their decisions. So we're going to have someone else make those decisions for them. Yeah. Now, mind you, that's also antithesis to the American belief in freedom, right? But I think it's also a, a huge issue to know that, you know, she's been in it since 26, and mm-hmm. conservatorship are typically elders. And so to have someone like her on it for 13 years, probably 14 years, it's almost insane. It is and insane. I, and, I, and I feel bad for her because I understand that they're kind of, like, they're constantly renewing this every single mm-hmm. year. But I also understand that, and just to move on, is... Her dad has been, been been stealing from her, and mm. so has her has her. Uh, I believe uh, her, her daughter, her sister, uh, Demlin Spears, have been stealing from her. And I mean, there's so much information on mm. it. It's I haven't seen any proof of that, but I might have just missed that part. Um, additionally, I do know that they recently changed it so he can make less life decisions within the past couple of years and things like that. Um, and then there's actually a board now. It's not just him making decisions. It's almost yeah. like a committee of people. So it, it they did balance that out. Yeah, I mean, right now, if you want to, like, if you want to check out some other stuff, I guess his person named um, La Virgen Santa Spears, right, pretty Mm -hmm. much um, posted something, like, maybe, like, 20 hours ago about Matthew Rosengar's snap today in court. I guess there was something that happened today. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. It says the the pro-is can can help combat feelings of loneliness and isolation. I don't know about that one. Only because then you become codependent on social media for... Or loneliness and isolation. Mm-hmm. And so now that fuels your reasons why you're so into um, loneliness and isolation. So I'll give you I'll give you a, a, a story I heard before. It was uh, a girl was depending on good feelings and community to help her um, get through her, um, her childbearing. And so she finally had her kid and her kid was growing up. And the first couple of days were like super tough. And so what she did is she got into a Facebook group about encouragement and lifting up and whatnot. And so when she got that, people were saying, hey, I, you deserve best. You deserve really good stuff. You, have, you should have someone come by and take care of your kid, and you should go out and party. Have a good time. You deserve it. You're a mother, and you're by yourself, and you're struggling. Well, you know, kind of like you're a mom. You're a parent. Um, you're pretty much dead. 
inside. And and so what she did is follow those very same feedbacks from the social media accounts, mm. from those groups. And she went out to party. She got back. She felt really good, really rejuvenated. And she went back to taking care of her kids. It happened again a couple of days ago. She got fed up, overwhelmed. And, and she went back to those Facebook posts. You need to go outside. You need to go in and, 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 and find a way to kind of entertain yourself. You don't need to have your kids all around you all, at all times. And then she did that same thing too. She ultimately came to find out these things are a lie. They're not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. They don't satisfy the soul. They don't satisfy me. And so she left the social media and went and, and understood Christianity and came to, came to the grips of knowing that this is my responsibility as a mom. It's going to be days like this. And so not all not always do we go in social media for for to combat feelings and loneliness and isolation. Granted, you can watch a, an encouraging video on YouTube. Sure, you can get into a Christian group. But I don't think that um social media should always be about combating feelings and loneliness and isolation. Absolutely. So, at the end of the day, is it good for that sure for the beginning issue? It it should only stay at the beginning, right? You should start finding actual friends to hang out with, actual substance, because, again, right. it's something that's good for, you know, getting, like, a high-level overview. It's never good for substance. Um, and that same thing goes, right? You know, maybe meet some people on social media, see some people that meet shared interests, and then go out and actually, you know, accompany them, have spend time with them, and have some sort of actual relationship with them, right? True, true. Um, and fellowship. That's where the real end of loneliness and isolation would come from. If you just stay on social media, though, and you don't actually spend time with anyone, it's just going to get worse. You know what I mean? Right. It's, so there is a way that it can benefit, but there is also a way that it cannot benefit. Yeah, there has to be a way where you don't create or you don't make too much of a dependency on social media. Mm-hmm. This one's saying that social media is good because we can, you can find help. Mm-hmm. At the same time, don't make it the, the first and last place where you go and look for help. Maybe call a friend up. Maybe get together, get, have some coffee. Have some one-on-one interaction. Absolutely. Not not social uh, media. And that's a real concern there is because when you go on social media, like asking for support, most of the people on social media don't care about you. They don't care what's best for you. They're just going to tell you what's easiest or what's best, right? Right. Um, and I, I bring this up before. There's studies that have shown your so-called mean friend, right? The one that always tells you, no, this is wrong. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Is your best friend that cares the most about you. It's mm-hmm. the same thing that God does. God will, you know discipline you for not doing what is best for you in mm. the same way a father will do too. A father is going to do that. If they're a good father, they're going to discipline you because I'm not, you're not doing what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely true. I um, think, um, also getting involved in fellowship in the church. I mean, honestly, Thursday fellowship, Friday fellowship, Sunday fellowship, those three days alone, I don't, I don't need to go out. I'm too mm. busy. Mm-hmm. I got a family. You know what I'm saying? You got, yeah. you, you know, you got, you have your girlfriend, you have your girlfriend's family. You're too busy to, to go mingle with somebody else and hang out with them. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just too, I'm too tight in this area. Um, a con can also increase feelings of loneliness. Can also increase feelings of loneliness. It can. I guess you realize that um, Yeah. you go on social media and uh, you go on Instagram per se. Social, like, Instagram is, is um, it's like a whirlwind of depression. Mm. If you if you don't focus on on uh, on reality, because absolutely, because you start seeing images and videos that are ten seconds or a snapshot of someone's life, mm-hmm. and you start coveting that life. I was just going to bring that up. Um, 
the biggest thing on social media, right, is you post your peaks. At the end of the day, right, you don't post necessarily what's what's down with your life unless you're someone that's just so annoying because no one wants to see that. Like, <laughs> no one wants to see, oh, woe is me every day, left and right. right. Um, but then at the same time, you got to understand, when people post on social media, they're generally posting their peaks, right? They're not posting the hardship that it took them to get there or the downs that they had or the struggles that they, they overcame. It's right. the end result. If you don't realize that, you're, you're going to be drowned by it. But at the same time, you also got to realize it's fake. There's plenty of people that post things like, oh, I got this new Lamborghini and it's rented from a friend or rented from, you know, rent a car down the road. It's not actually theirs that they just post in front of it. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty known in the uh, rap community. Mm-hmm. A lot of the cars you see on their videos are not theirs. Mm-hmm. It's all rented, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's a lot of that with Instagram influencers as well. A lot of those influencers, they, they either have rich friends or they rent those in what they sell is like some sort of peak, really affluent life that they mm. don't actually have. True. Um, True. But you got to remember that, you know, everyone on social media, there's no checks, there's no balances, there's nothing to say that this person is telling the truth. You can't see their facial structures, how they're speaking or anything like that to determine if they're lying or not. Um, and that's taken advantage of, you know, revisiting, for example, um, what you mentioned earlier about, you know, the people not necessarily having your best interests at heart. How many times have you seen on social media, you know, people egging someone on to do something that they shouldn't do or um, doing something that's a sin, but it's like, oh, just like that, you know, go clubbing, mm-hmm. go enjoy yourself, let yourself loose, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not good for you. And anyone that's been through that and suffered through that also knows that's just only going to destroy you in the end. Yeah. Those, those people don't care. Right. Like, why, why would they care about you? They're not your friends. They're at best acquaintances and even then your friends are probably going to get eviscerated in the comments they're like no this is wrong right <laughs> you know you do that as yeah. a christian you speak the gospel on social media and what happens you get torn to shreds no matter how you spoke it pretty much dude um pretty much i know i know that it, what flies more on social media is is leading people towards a broad road it's like yeah i go to the clubs yeah man i just have a little drink here Hey, mm-hmm. the reality is people on social media don't know your life. Mm-hmm. They they may know things at a very, very superficial level. They may know your mom. They may know your dad. They may know you attend school, but they do not know those gray areas of your life. They don't know the late nights that you're up studying. They don't know that you have a kid and you have to cradle you know, your kid from one arm and study on the other arm. They don't know your bills. They don't know any of that. So for them to give you some advice with the little bit of knowledge, the extreme fraction of a knowledge they have of you, it's so arrogant. Yeah. And absolutely. we're and we're so gullible to take it. We're we can become so gullible and so vulnerable and so weak to say, Wow, it's like you're talking to me. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> it's like uh what is it what is those guys, illusionists or magicians? I think there's a man here by the name of John. Oh yes. Um <laughs> Like medium pretenders. Right. So they'll they'll go and they'll just sell like a general statement. Like, of course, there's a guy named John in the audience. And there's like, <laughs> I feel feel that you've suffered in your life. Well, yeah, who hasn't? Who hasn't? <laughs> if you're over the age of like five, people <laughs> go through things. Yeah. <laughs> um, next one is um, normalizes help. Normalizes help seeking behavior. Don't like the wording of that. It normalizes help and seeking behavior. Um. Yeah, yeah, it, it can help with seeking behavior on a non-confrontational level. Um, but I think that's kind of an introverted type of, like, uh, attribute. Mm. You you find that 
you, you won't do as well in person and you won't do as well as articulating your thoughts in person because everything is dependent upon social media and, and texting. And so I can see how that can be a pro. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't want to be negative about it. You know what I'm saying? I just feel I, like... Um, I feel like almost it would tie more into groups and fellowship. You know, if you have something that you're dealing with, but and mind you, most social media sites try to keep you from being anonymous. You can't be anonymous, right? But if you, say, create, like, a fake anonymous account or something and join, say, you're ashamed of your behavior, but you don't want to, you know, meet people and expose yourself um, and be vulnerable about it, say, right? And you're, like, say an alcoholic. You can join an AA group on, you know, Facebook with an anonymous account and get the help without exposing yourself kind of deal. Um, I think it can be used in benefit for that. you got to jump through hoops for it, obviously, especially mm. now because none of them want you to use a fake account for various reasons. Right. Um, but I can definitely see how it can benefit that. But even then, you know, we're talking about Facebook in that realm, but there's also, you know, like I'm sure, well, there is. There's like AA online things and, and chat rooms and support structure rooms um, and websites that, that are at the end of the day social media and can help you anonymously um, overcome. I don't know what isn't, like I think, if you can text someone, message someone, see their profile, or communicate with them, it's technically a uh, social media. Even linked, even LinkedIn with the limited amount of of communication you have, because well, yeah. now you have to pay for subscriptions in LinkedIn, it's still a social media. Account. It is. Um, if you use it for networking, communication, like you said, anything like that, that that is the definition of social media. It's media that allows right. you to be social, and even YouTube would consist of that. You know, if you're engaging with your audience on social media or even through your videos, that's still social media. Or comment section, or sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, the comment yeah. section. Um, so it's such a broad category now, mind you. When people think social media, they tend to think you know the big giants, Instagram, Facebook, right. you know, MySpace. If you're over the age of forty-five. I'm joking, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Um, yeah, but all of those are social media, you know, a text app is technically social media, Um, Yahoo is social media in the comments, remember Kick, Kick? oh yeah, I remember Kick, Um, all of those were social media, so, you know what they all have in common is that they all provide anonymity, Mm -hmm. and people thrive in anonymity, specifically when it has to do with dark and things, dark Mm. uh, issues, and so, Let's go with um, the last con would be can promote antisocial behavior. I mean, I feel like we touched this on top of the loneliness when yeah. uh, in the previous topics. I think but so, if too. If you expand upon it, we can. No, I think we can just uh, move on. Uh, why do we have such a dependency on social media accounts? So uh, this one was hard when I first came across it because I, I didn't know they had this, what's it called, uh, Abbreviation, right? FOMO. FOMO. Yes. Right. Acronym, I think is the word. Acronym, for. right. Yeah. Um, fear of missing out uh, can keep you returning over and over again. Um, I don't know if you want to hit on that first. I mean, I can hit on it personally. I mean, I deleted it for uh, social media for a while. It's the reason I still have it. It's less a fear and more wanting to stay in touch, but it does apply. It's still a, like a, a subtle feel, like fear of not knowing if a family member I don't stay in touch with dies or um because that would get posted to social media generally or fear of not knowing you know what this person is up to um because i'm not taking the effort to talk to them because maybe they're not worth my time or i have too many things on my plate already um whatever it is but i feel like a lot of people that delete it that's a reason for coming back is to be able to stay in touch with the people that they don't necessarily have the time to actually have a phone call with mm. yeah i think fear of missing out i think uh, one of my biggest issue when it comes with this 
this truth statement because it is. I think it has to do with the relevancy, mm-hmm. right? It's like, what am I missing out on on the news network that I don't mm. I don't already know? And so, I have to admit, like most of the quick, most of the news I, I, I've ever gotten before was through social media. It's like mm-hmm. through Facebook, it was through Instagram. It's like instant. Um, also had had to do with specific accounts that I would follow. So it's mm-hmm. like boxing loop. It's a, it's a great um, profile for boxers who enthusiasts. Um, and, and I can probably go through the list of people I love. Like there were a lot of Christian um, encouragement profiles that I would follow. And, or there were people that I followed who were in certain career paths. I wanted to see how they were doing. Mm-hmm. Or I wanted them to see how I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted them to to think of like, well, what is Osue doing? Not even like, I don't, I don't believe they, they think that. But if you're, if you're, quick to post often i think people do because they see the algorithm they see that you post it 10 15 times a week and then all of a sudden there's no post i think people do kind of figure out like is he went awol mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and so sometimes you kind of want to go back just so you can you know show them like you're still alive mm. i mean it, it does make sense as well in that realm like uh at the end of the day people do have patterns to their social media you know, yeah. there's people with Instagrams that have literally a theme to them. Um, there's some that literally I've seen ones where like they, they alternate photos. One is a normal photo. One's black and white. One's normal. One's black and white just for aesthetics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or if people that post something every week or, you know, every day, you know, whether it be a prayer or something else, um, if that suddenly stopped, you know, it would be the similar of someone stopping something in real life. You know, you're like, oh, this person stopped coming to church and I never seen them anymore. I wonder what happened. Um, are they okay? Are they this or that? Because at the end of the day, it's breaking their routine. Um, so that's definitely a valid concern. I mean, that's a that's something that can easily translate into real life too. Yeah, I think uh, what we can get ourselves into when it comes to these like social media accounts, it's like we admire them and we admire them too much. Mm-hmm. We adore them, we adore them too much. We feel way too over, like, over-dedicated to these accounts and we idolize them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, again, it's where our devotion to our devotion, it can come out, um, it can come off like unrealistic. Like, mm. this guy's really putting up 20 posts about God. You mm. know, like, yeah, yeah. like, what is he doing? You know? I think that idolizing is really true, especially for some of the, and I mean, I'm young, I'm 23, but even people younger than me, like, I feel like some, a lot of people my age still Mm -hmm. don't really buy into it. But I remember I was at a work site once. Um, it's a gym franchise and it was a new club. Um, they, and I was doing uh, out there in new work. It was in New Jersey. Um, and I remember I was so stunned by overhearing something while I was working on their, their systems. And I heard literally them competing and comparing the amount of followers and likes that they had. And I'm like, is this what it boils down to now? You know, you're 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 <laughs> yeah. the best based upon the amount of followers. At least when I was in elementary school, it used to be you know who was the fastest runner. At least it was something you could actually that do. Was always the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I you know, I don't understand. I mean, I know there is like an innate nature uh, in us for for competition mm-hmm. and competing, but it's got to be worth. It got to be worth it. And so Absolutely. it's got to be worth it. And it's, and the next point here yeah. is, uh, oh, I'm my back. I, I just oh. want to touch on that. Mm-hmm. One of the worst things about social media and competition in that is social media always forces you, if you want to be, you know, above everyone else, to yeah. push the boundaries. 
take another piece of clothing off to show more body, you know, this or that to get more likes and more love. Um, yeah. I mean, you t- look, take a look at any, at the end of the day, like female, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at her posts, any post she ever has with her boyfriend or with a guy is always going to get less likes than one that she's in her bikini at the beach. Typically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I, definitely true. I've seen true. that almost, probably, I would say almost 100% of the time. Oh, is, yeah. I've seen that pattern happen. Yeah. That's that's a sad part about social mm-hmm. media is that people don't care about, like, the context. People don't really care about the struggle. Mm-hmm. All they care about is the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And so it goes into our next point, which is our daily dose of dopamine. And that's part, that's a huge part of dependency. I don't know if you watched the, the Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. I have not yet. It's something I need to go to around to. Yeah, so the one of the biggest prim- one of the biggest points they made there is that these these social media creators they create apps with the intent of you returning mm-hmm. but it's not really what information is in the app that makes you return it's the dopamine that oh, they have to absolutely. instill in the app so there has to be this like this winning or this gratifying feel and it used to be mafia wars back in myspace mm-hmm. you know it used to be that there was a game that tug your heart back into myspace mm-hmm. to stay in myspace or farmville when facebook first came out right and so yeah. farmville will also have a poke right mm-hmm. and then you'll have notifications or a chime to get your attention and then it came out with the messenger app where mm-hmm. i don't have to be part of i don't have to be part of the facebook app i could just keep the messenger mm-hmm. and so you're constantly getting notified about chains and messages it's like well, why can't you just have a text message mm-hmm. why must it be linked into another application? because facebook masterfully found a way to keep you always intact yeah and at the end of the day it's their business to do so right mm-hmm. their shareholders demand that they continue to serve their clientele how they continue to make money is that people keep coming back not even new users it's just that people need to stay active on their site so they can go into Facebook and see their ads and see this and that and all the sponsored posts. That's what makes them money. So, of course, they have a financial incentive to continue to give you that dopamine rush and that dopamine hit to bring you back over and over and over again. Yeah. You'd have to get away from it for at least 20 to 21 days. Yeah, I think it's about a month. It's like a month. Some of you guys probably have to get out of it for like three months. Mm. Stop sending me those messages. <laughs> So we'll hit up our next point here. Social media promotes negative experiences. And we're going to cut these real quick. Number one is inadequacy about your life or appearance. Number two is isolation. I feel like isolation went back to our previous point, which is loneliness and feeling bad about yourself. Inadequacy about your life or appearance. That's that kind of bind with the previous point as well. It's you see something on Instagram or Facebook and you see someone's life and you covet their life. And so now you feel down about yourself you feel down because you don't have the the right eyelashes you wish you had or the perfect skin tone that the person had and maybe you weren't good enough with photoshop so you know that lack of information made you feel like someone's actually born perfect Mm -hmm. it's like no it's just that people devote so much time to trying to get the likes Mm -hmm. trying to get the comments trying to be you know instagram famous or facebook famous and so unfortunately those things have become stumbling blocks um to many christian believers Mm. and just people in general well yeah it it becomes an idol it becomes you know a replacement to god almost you start to idolize and pursue and serve social media and your likes rather than serving god and his kingdom yeah i mean you, you don't even what's what's awful is that 
you forget in whose image you were created in. Mm-hmm. You, you, you forget that you are an image bearer of God. And so you think that you're supposed to be an image bearer of Instagram. You or an image bearer of the Kardashians or anyone else made of plastic, yeah. And yeah, man, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing is you you have to really do look at yourself and say, look, like, you know, you're made in the image of God. Yes, you have the attributes of God. You you love because God first loved you and you love justice because God is just and and you once that you hate sin because you truly don't, but you you learn to hate sin because God hates sin, mm-hmm. and so once you understand what the Scripture says about who you are and how God, how God has set you apart and how God crafted you, these things are vital because they're a constant reminder. And the word reminder appears several times, hundreds of times, in the first five books of the Old Testament because God constantly has to remind them where they were, where they are today, and who is guiding them. Mm-hmm. When you're on social media, you forget who you are because you want to be someone else. You forget where you're going to be because you want to be with someone else, mm-hmm. and you forget why you're here because you have, you have literally been fooled into the illusion that you're here to become filthy, rich, and famous. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing. That should, that, that should not be your prerogative. No, not at all. It's it's sad too um, that that happens because it's so detrimental to your mental health. You know, at the end of the day, that that pursuit um, makes you feel inferior. It makes you feel bad about yourself because you know you can never match up to this person that airbrushes themselves all day long, right? Yeah. Or you know you waste your time and don't actually enjoy your day because you're trying to get that perfect photo and then spending you know the next three hours editing it so that you can be that person that you're idolizing. Um, None of those people are happy, ever. You look at them and you'll never see happiness. You'll see sadness and despair. And the only people that you really see happy most of the time are the ones that, you know, they're not using social media. They're reduced social media or they use it for uh, some sort of way to benefit or serve something else, whether it be, you know, some sort of vision, some Mm. sort of um, service, you know, whether it be serving God, whether it be raising awareness, you know, some sort of campaign. Um, you know, to support their brother who died and, you know, try to eliminate whatever cancer killed him, things like that. And those are the ones that are happy using social media, not the ones that are in it for themselves or for the likes or, mm-hmm. or for the dopamine hit. Those are not the ones that are ever happy. Yeah, you know, I'll never forget, I was invited to a, um, uh, a little get-together at Yale by this one, this one guy at my job. And we got together and someone, they were just sharing their profession, like, oh, what are you, a doctor? You're a pharmacist? You're this... And then he came to me, and he was like, mm, uh, Josue, are you, a, are you like a therapist? And I was like, no, 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 I'm not a therapist. Not by the long shot. <laughs> and um, we ended up talking about social media in the course of talking about profession because I guess they wanted to kind of link in together. They want to stay in touch. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys there says, I don't have any social media. I don't know why that made me feel so kind of like, like, I don't know, like, what? Like, you're in yeah. a university. You're in an Ivy League the last thing you want is to be not known because everything is connection. Yeah. Look what he said. He said, the reason why I'm not in social media is because it allows me to learn or relearn to appreciate moments like this mm. where this could be the last time I see you, but I at least took the opportunity to get to know you fully and not 
you know, I'll add you on Instagram. I'll add you on Facebook. Because in a sense, that's kind of creepish. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, you're going to tell me what you want to tell me, but I'm going to figure out the dirty anyways once I get into your social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's crazy that that statement, right, I'm not on social media, is so flabbergasting to people now. Yeah. You hear that, and it's because social media is so ubiquitous in our life. You know, it's like someone saying, I don't have a smartphone in this day and age, right? Or mm-hmm. I don't have a TV in my house or uh, a computer. You look at them like they have two heads. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like <Yeah>. what? <laughs> you don't have a social media? And giving you my number is kind of weird. And asking you for my email address is like old age. So <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Like, it's well, crazy. I don't know. Um, we have a closing quote here. Uh, it says, as a Christian, you are Christ's ambassador to the world. And the way you respond to the day-to-day challenges will shape how others see God. It's hard to be an ambassador to the world if, you're con- if your face is constantly being covered by the phone, mm-hmm. by the blue screen. It's really hard. I get people say things like, well, you can share a tweet and, and then put hashtag Jesus. You can share a verse. If your Christianity begins and start at sharing a tweet or sharing a post, I would have to actually tell you to reevaluate your Christianity mm. because the Jesus of Scripture um, didn't stop there. I know he didn't have social media. Mm. I'm sure he would have had a much quicker way to go about sharing information. But there was something important and special about confrontation mm-hmm. or seeing someone eye to eye that really meant and made the message more profound and more personal than please give me a like so I can be a verified Christian account. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, and obviously I can't speak for Jesus in a million years, but I feel like he would definitely be on social media Mm -hmm. simply because it would help him spread his message further. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also don't believe he would be in-depth with it. You know, he'd probably post a couple things, interface with a couple people, and be off for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Come see me at this uh, preaching spot. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be here in Mount Olives. (laughs) (laughs) Olives, that's a highway. Well, guys, um, you have any closing statements, bro? Yeah. One of the things I want to say to this quote is, if you want to be Christ's ambassador to, uh, ambassador to the world, you can't be an ambassador for something else. You can't be an ambassador for bang energy. You can't be an ambassador for any, you know, G fuel. You can't be an ambassador for something that you sell on social media. You're not going to be the ambassador of two things because then you have you have a conflict of interest, right? You're not yeah. going to be the ambassador to two countries because then your whole job is to be, you know, the United States' face, for example, if you're the ambassador of the United States uh, for uh, to China, then your job is to be the face of the United States to China. Right, right. You can't also be the face of Germany to China or the face of United Kingdom to China. It doesn't work like that. Then you have competing interests. Right. You can't also be an ambassador to the Lord and not know who the Lord is. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like, like God doesn't need fans. Mm. He's followers. That was a quote by Kyle Eidelman in his book. Um, I forgot. <laughs> I think <it's> called, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's called not a fan. That's his book. It's called Not a Fan. He says, guys, doesn't need enough. He doesn't need fans. He needs followers. Here he has enough fans, right? Mm-hmm. People who want to claim Christ as followers. So, guys, if you guys really appreciated this episode, I'd love for you guys to make sure you guys like, it's a reality, share, and uh, send me an email, maybe with some, some thoughts of what you guys felt about this episode, maybe some additional thoughts about what could have been added, and I'd love to follow up with those thoughts, or maybe I'll 
respond to you guys back on email. Maybe I'll bring them up on our next episode. But in the meantime, um, I'm really glad you guys stuck around. You guys got to the end of this episode. And, uh, you know, being an ambassador um, is to be informed. Clearly, it's to stand up for stand up for a specific truth, is to stand up for someone and to and to go out. Um, but you can't be an ambassador and not know the Lord. You can't be an ambassador and not know the book. You can't be an ambassador and 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 try to be a, a bandwagon because you're only fooling yourself. And I think it goes back to like what James says that you're like a man who sees himself in a mirror, walks away, forget how he looks you'll eventually become what is it a hypocrite um and um not only that but what is it there's another thing by y'all uh, it's called latent flowers he says that god will see the you see the flower but god sees the roots and see there's no root something like that anyway guys i'll close it up with that and um in the meantime in the grace and the peace of the holy spirit guide you into all blessings Till next time, deuces.